Hi friends, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of God Girl on a Mic. Today we have some of my friends um, co-hosting with me this episode, so stay tuned. Hi guys, welcome back to another podcast. Today I have two of my friends um, who I really enjoy having conversations with. Um, Their names are Darius and... Thomas Darius has been here before, but I just like yeah, to <laughs> like to have them do their intros again. Darius, why don't you say what's up? Hi, everyone. How's everybody going? I still love cereal, as I said before. I still don't have no. I do have an Instagram, but you can't have that. So you know, <laughs> I'm living. There. So no updates. Nope. Nope. Nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. Okay. Um. How's okay? Yeah. Nothing new. Hey. Um, and then Thomas, Thomas joining us. Would you like to say what's up, Thomas? Sure. Hey, everybody. It's um, Thomas, a.k.a. Tomcat, a.k.a. a crab mac and cheese, grilled cheese with lots of cheese, with Velveeta cheese, <laughs> with government right, cheese. Go. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, Thomas, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, born and raised in the in the DMV area. Um, studied communications at Coastal, um, and I cook. Ooh, ooh. And somehow people always enjoy it. Do you have like a? I don't know if you want to sh- shout out your cooking. Uh, oh yeah sure uh follow me on thomas time underscore tv time is spelled like the herb t-h-y-m-e yeah thomas thomas makes some good food and um you said thomas spelled like the herb time spelled like the herb did i say thomas spelled <laughs> like the herb? people are gonna be so confused said, like huh <laughs> <laughs> So Thomas Time, Time spelled like the herb, T H Y. That's actually really clever. So, shout out to Mike Meadows. I feel like you should have a logo of yourself standing with time, like a mini. I feel like I've told you this before. You just very much so ignored me. (laughs) If you're lost and you're well, and you will find me. That's what that makes me think. Very close. <laughs> Yo. Anyway. Standing with time. <laughs> Yo. This tells me he's a cook and a chef because <laughs> Yeah, Thomas is good with the the uh the seasonings and the spatula, like all that stuff. Yeah, he is. All right. Um, but on a separate note. Let's get started with this podcast because I have some things I want to discuss with you guys. I just have some questions. I wanted to just talk to you guys, I guess, about your friendships and um, relationships, opposite uh, relationships with the opposite sex. I feel I don't like I don't know. Maybe I'm a child with women. There we go. I feel like you both are very well-rounded. You guys have um a lot of friends and i just feel like maybe you guys have learned some lessons along the way that maybe someone else is going through um that we can kind of get into and maybe learn from um so i think 
my first question to either of you would be like, what is one perception? Um, maybe from like what popular culture, um, or maybe just culture within your family, whatever. Um, what is one perception of the opposite sex that in your your experience, excuse me, was surprisingly true or not true? Um, I think that like one that I'm glad to know was not true was that like women are simple. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I think some people can have like blonde moments, but I feel like I've been very fortunate to know women who are probably smarter than me. And so I will defer to them as they keep me in line. The simple. What do you what do you mean by simple? Like um Jessica Simpson saying that um chicken of the sea, you know, like that line from Newlyweds with her and Nick Lachey. Just like not smart. Uh, okay. I feel like sometimes women people can make it seem like women are only to be like seen and not heard in mm. a way um, and don't like value their voices and everything and I've just been I think very thankful to know women who have known their voice and, and, and use it often I feel that thank you Thomas That's tough. I'm, I, I'm so I'm so wait that was a perception that you that you like well I was glad to know that it okay. wasn't true that women are simple you know like they're complex mm-hmm. When when do you feel like was your first, I guess, real interaction where you kind of saw that perception dissolve? Um, I mean, I would definitely say probably elementary school. Um, so I was on a step team um, in elementary school, and it was ran by this lady Tanya Maddox, who low key, I don't know for if. Ethically, she was all the way there. Um, but to see, you know, <laughs> upon further reflection, um, but just to see how effectively, you know, she kind of took all of us and like melded us into a family. Um, there's people from that step team that I'm still very close to today with. And so to see her being able to balance all of the, the different components, mm-hmm. um, like the older I got, the more I realized that, you know, this wasn't a simple task, you know, even, you know, serving in youth ministry and you're just like trying to put a service together for Friday. So to think of her trying to make all of these students, you know, into a family, you know, that took a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. No, I totally. Wow. That's I feel like elementary school is a really early age, like, I guess, to um, shape like your thoughts but if you think about it a lot of a lot of kids I think I think kids start having um don't quote me because I'm not you know I'm not a scientist or (laughs) Or yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) I'm like are we on Dexter's laboratory I I know she's about to come up with some wild statistics (laughs) no 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 these stats are not 75% like I'm not gonna stand on two legs with these stats but I read somewhere that <laughs> children <laughs> start to form opinions about their surroundings um, as young as, I think it was like age two or three, um, oh, wow. down to like skin color. So I, yeah, oh, wow. so so they'll like notice who is 
brown like them or black like them or who's white and who's not and they go based off of like skin color down to you know so it's it's kind of interesting I feel like but elementary school is a good time I would say to kind of have those opinions formed and I feel like a lot of us have those opinions formed around that time so it's interesting you would say that even like yeah. shaped and reshaped so he had an opinion already and then he was able to change that opinion at in elementary school which is super cool to see that is true that is true because I guess yeah growing up you're just like influenced by the people around you or the culture around you Darius did you have any thoughts mm -hmm. on on Thomas's situation I would say no that's cool I would say for just... <laughs> for myself for yourself yeah, sir I, I mean yeah, like your own yeah, so I'm, I'm, for me, uh, for me, I think like surprisingly not true was that I always, I don't know, just having like women teachers for pretty much all of like school. My perception was that like women are leaders and that like we have to listen to whatever they say. Mm. And I was like, okay, mm. these are the people who are in charge. And you do as it should say. be. Uh, losing me. Wait, wait, wait. You said that's a perception that surprisingly wasn't true? Yeah, it's not true. Women are not in charge of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. What did you think this was? <laughs> Unfortunately, but we should be. Um, what? You know, I just, just feel like maybe, you know, I don't know. I honestly think that um please a lot of what's going on oh my God. <laughs> we have to thank the patriarchy and you know it's fine because jesus will come back one day and he already knows how i feel you know what i'm saying so it's water under the bridge right now it's fine i'll just take it to jesus um okay so <laughs> surprisingly surprisingly not true i mean Anyway, uh, it's it's cool. We'll let it go. I feel like those are interesting thoughts. I think just seeing, I guess, how... Or let me ask you a question, Darius. Um, I guess because I asked Thomas this question. How early were you... Or how old? How early? How old were you when you, like, found out... Found that perception to not be true? Uh, I think it was... the perception shifted from like women are in charge to like, I can do what I want. Mm. And this was for me really big in like middle school, I think where it was like, Oh, these, these women are in every, and it wasn't that like there weren't men in charge. It was that like, you do what the woman says. So if my aunt or if my grandma or if anybody like a woman says to do something, that's what it is. You're doing that thing. And eventually it became like, mm. oh, I literally can do what I want. And they're still going to tell me, like, whatever. But doesn't that go for mm -hmm. anybody, though? But for me, it was like, I think it was different because, like, I grew up with both my parents. But then my mom became, like, the action figure. And then all of my teachers were the action figures. Mm. So it's like every person of immediate... Uh, uh, who was immediately in charge of me was a woman. 
Mm. I was going to say, um, I was going to ask you about like representation because I feel like that perception of, um, I can't even quote your perception fully, but what you were saying about pretty much like how there were, you, you listen to women, they tell you what to do and you do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that does come from like representation of like a lot of women. There are a lot more, at least me growing up, I saw a lot more women who were teachers than men, you know, like in the education field. So I was just like, automatically, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is, (laughs) this makes sense. And then you just like get to the world around you and you're just like, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, it's like, I, I was so confused in terms of like, oh, if you're in charge of me, that means you're a woman. So like, I would see the president as like a lower authority authority figure than like my teacher Uh, why because i i never like i don't know just it being in middle school and elementary school like your shape of influence like your mom is like the ruler of the world yeah it's like everything happens through her but like in actuality like who has the most power like somebody else can speak to that but like controlling me and controlling what's going on around me it was always a woman and it shifted Mm. from like a woman is in control of you to like, you're allowed to make your own decisions. And it went from like, I'm shaping you to you have to be in control of what's going on. Mm. I I agree with that sentiment. I feel like my mom, <laughs> my mom was one of those for me, like that what she says goes. And then she was also a teacher. So it was just kind of like in every sphere of my life, she was always checking in on me. Mm-hmm. And also like, even to this day, like she called me the other day and she was like so like just checking up on me like so like have you done this have you done this like checking in with stuff that I told her um you know like I wanted to accomplish and I was like no and she was like okay well get it done and I'll call back and check in with you I was like what big <laughs> am I I love it like that's how I and just like now. yeah a lot of people at this time like if you try and tell me what to do <laughs> I'm not listening <laughs> But my mom is somebody that I'm just like, wow, yeah, I got to do it because my mom said so. Mm-hmm. So it's always been like, she's always been like a, almost like a superhero figure, I guess, <clears throat> in my life. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, all this, uh, this is interesting because my thought is like, how does this, these, how do these lessons transfer from what we've learned and how we've viewed women, I guess, um, growing up, how does that transfer into our, like our friendships or like our dating and relationships Hmm. with women from, from, I guess, from a, a man's standpoint. One more time. How do the perceptions, um, that you had coming up, how do those perceptions um, trans translate into your friendships or your um, to your like past dating or relationship history with women? Um, I think for me, it was to <clears throat> like be mindful of my words, mm. um, or to be like care- careful. Yeah careful of what it is that I would say I feel like 
in a lot of the friendships that I had with women, I would hear them just like kind of talk about how people would say things to them and how like you could never really forget that, mm. um, forget what what was said, even, you know, if people apologize or, you know, inevitably you'll make a mistake. But I think for me, when I, my first real kind of like what I can consider a serious relationship, um, I was really taking those things into account to be like, you know, what is it that I'm saying? And like, am I saying it in the most like meaningful way? Or am I just saying something to get a response? Like, mm. is that, is that like even the best thing to do? So like effective communication. I feel that. That's tough. I, hmm. I think I've even seen that in Thomas because based on how he communicates, he doesn't, resp- he doesn't talk to respond. That's true. Primary focus is to listen and then make you feel heard and then respond. That's a very good quality, Thomas. 10 out of 10. Would recommend for Frank. 10 out of 10. 15 out of 10 would recommend. Because I've had three sisters, it's just inevitably a lot of listening that has to happen. So. I feel that. <laughs> for better or for better or for worse. <laughs> oh, Darius, what about you? Um, for me, it's really shaped what was attractive for me and what was not attractive. Or who could do something well, or when something was done well, it was attractive to me versus being not attractive. So that helped me shape like things that I was looking for in a partner. Where if it's somebody who's able to like communicate very clearly, like something you're interested in, like what are your goals and how you get there, it's like that's attractive to me versus like someone who's yelling and like not clear and like always upset, like that's not attractive to me. So like it it went from like some people who were able to communicate to me well, I was like, wow, this is something that I want when I find somebody who I want to be with. So I've like just I've seen like communication happen poorly from an uh, authoritative position, and so mm-hmm. that and so that was like my perception that I was talking from earlier, versus like I'm somebody who's in charge, but I can still communicate and talk to you as though I'm making you feel valued. Okay, so so healthy communication, this is good. Yeah, man. Life is built on it. But it's not even just that, like, it, it, it told me what I wanted and what I didn't want. Do you want to um, explain a little bit more? Um, so being in a relationship with um, someone who isn't able to communicate how they feel didn't uh make me feel um validated it didn't Mm. make me feel hurt it didn't it didn't Mm. like allow me to be myself in the relationship versus wow um someone who's able to communicate how they're feeling allowed me space to be myself do you think the communication came from i guess maybe just that woman not being able to communicate well or was it like the relationship itself was not there was not clear communication within that I, I think everything's local so I can't um, speak to all of like 
their person's relationships. I just can speak to when you when I when I'm around you, this is how it is. So I can't say to like, oh well, all of your relationships you can't communicate or like mm. no. But I know when when you're speaking to me, this is how I feel. This is something I like. This is not something I like. Hmm. Or not even like and don't like. It was more so like attractive. Like this is some, like these are things that are attractive. Okay, so it kind of helped you to your perceptions translated into, I guess, you creating some sort of um, standard, I guess, for your relationships with women. Uh, Your perception of women translated um, into some sort of, like, standard. Yeah. I would say. So it's kind of like, almost like a checklist, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Saying a checklist sounds so, like, rigid. But just having some sort of, like, form of these are the people that I want to be around. I don't even know if it was, if I was that, like, detailed in it. I just remembered, because you know how people say, like, you don't remember what they say, you remember how someone makes you feel. Mm -hmm. So if it's Mm -hmm. like, I know I felt heard in this conversation, this reminded me of when I felt heard from these people. These type of people I like being around, these type of people I don't like being around. Hmm. So it wasn't even like I'm looking for this because I don't rem- I didn't know what it was, but I knew enough to be like I like being around this person because I can feel myself, or because I feel like I can be right. myself. Yeah, but that hindsight's twenty twenty, baby. Baby. My thought loosely is that a lot of I can't even say a lot. I know for me, as a woman, I will just speak to me. Um, I think communication with the opposite sex has been hard at Mm. times because I don't feel that when I'm expressing like my true, um, feelings or my true like thought process that it's heard I feel a lot of times it can be laughed at or um what's the word kind of like just oh you'll be fine like what is that word like what is the word for that yeah dismiss I'm trying to figure out like I know you said that communication like just staying on this point of communication um like you you want to be around people that make you like I guess just like you remember how people make you feel mm-hmm. so I think for me just talking um as a woman I think for me communication has been hard sometimes with the opposite sex because it's just like okay well what I'm not trying to do is be rude and cut you off or be dismissive but at the same time I feel like I've built built up some sort of wall um where it's just like if I even get the inkling that um I'm going to be dismissed I I have a defense mechanism for that which is maybe my words my communication maybe the way I say things well I mean I think that depends on the kind of relationship because uh, someone who's a friend or someone who's like you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, 
versus a family member, like in theory, you communicate with Darius, Josh, and Joe differently than anyone who you are talking to, like in in any sort of intimate relationship. Mm. So, I mean, I think you have, in theory, sometimes maybe more freedom with Darius, Josh, and Joe just because of the length of the relationship. Um, so maybe those barriers are easier um, or maybe you're able to question them more without feeling like it'll jeopardize the relationship, but I don't know. That's true. I think for me, it's just like all, not all, but the 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 relationships that I found have been the most rewarding are the ones I can be the most vulnerable in. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is like a it's rewarding and it can be um, it can hurt as well because you're opening yourself up. Um, so for me, you just have to find people who are worth the uh, the ju- where the juice is worth the squeeze because just as much as you will be able to be vulnerable and you will gain from that relationship, you have the risk and sometimes it not even just a risk it actually happens where you get hurt because of that position that you're you've placed yourself in mm. how do you become vulnerable um in a relationship or a friendship or whatever i guess we can just use the general term relationship for any kind of relationship mm-hmm. um how do you become vulnerable how? in a relationship if you're forming a relationship with someone of the opposite sex, right? Mm-hmm. And outside um, of that relationship, you're hearing just from like po- popular culture, like for example, oh, like men suck, men are trash. How do you, I guess, <laughs> how do you, I guess, become vulnerable within that state? Because you're just like, you're hearing all these things and it's just like, yeah, you know that, I guess you would, you would know that like not, everybody is like this but at the same time it looks like a majority from where i'm standing which is also not true it but just like i feel like social media and and the pop culture has a really good way of um generalizing information especially about men versus women so i feel like i'm always we're always on the defense or there are a lot of people who are on the defense with each other just in general it's like a it's like a weird like i don't trust you but i'm gonna see how far like i can trust you if that makes sense yeah i think for me it it really depends on what is the purpose or how our relationship is defined you know like have i spent time with you to build trust um if not like if i'm just meeting you then I'm not I'm probably not going to be too vulnerable with you but I just probably am not too vulnerable with a lot of people who I don't meet Mm. unless I feel like how our conversation is going leads me to feel like safe to share certain Mm -hmm. things but I feel like again like people who you know were on praise and worship with us for like 10 years you know so like it's not just these people are more like family now or like distant cousins. <laughs> so truth be told. Um, so 
and not that it's still not difficult to be vulnerable about certain topics, but to know that there was just like a commonality of respect because of the the number of years that we served mm. together. Can I say something? Sure. I think to the point of how do you counter pop culture? I mean, I think you have like an option. You're either going to trust what pop culture says or you're going to like try and see for yourself. But I think trying to do both makes those relationships, uh, it, it adds friction because you go into assuming things about people or assuming you know things about like mm-hmm. this type of person or this person, in which case you like set yourself up to be hurt or you set that person up to be hurt where it's like, Oh, I just assumed that you were going to do this. And I was like, and then you can receive that as like, wow, why would you think that about me? I don't even know you. And you you already think this about me and you're hurting this other person because of a context that you bring into the relationship. So you can mm-hmm. like either find a way to ignore or recognize it for what it is, an assumption. And when you add those things in, it's like an assumption, this might happen, this might not happen. And then you can bring it up in the actual relationship that you find yourself in. Mm. Where it's like, if I hear that like all men are, like they have two phones, instead of me assuming, so what's your real phone number? I know you have two. You can be like, (laughs) you can ask something like, that wouldn't be as challenging, but still get to like, respond and be in a respectful manner Mm. I think it also has to do somewhat with like I agree Darius I think it also has to do with like you as the person I strongly believe that um you attract kind of who you are um so I think like if your identity is like solidified like you know who you are then you won't put up with a lot of the BS, you know what I'm saying? So like you can easily weed out certain people um, despite what pop culture says, you're using like wisdom. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know this is what pop culture says about men, but I've met this guy and he's this, this and this, which goes against what pop culture says. Um, So I'm gonna go ahead and take a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's one way to do it. You can hold the initial thought of pop culture said this. This person is against pop culture, which means either this person is an alien or pop <laughs> culture was wrong. <laughs> right. It's like you can assume that this person is wrong or this person is not normal versus like pop culture was wrong. Or that it's not even pop culture, but like your assumption was wrong. An alien. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I mean, but I, I think in some cases we all, you know, like base our actions off of assumptions. Um, and I just think once it becomes like a prejudice or it's like, oh, I can't talk to, I don't know, men who were dark skinned or, you know, just like something based off of like a negative impression. I feel like once you start to say, oh, I already know I'm not going to have a great relationship with a person because of X, mm. and you actually have never t- took the time to develop a relationship, I feel like that's when it becomes dangerous, possibly, because you really have no clue who this person yeah. is. That's like those women. I mean, we're going to make a generalizing statement here. I'm going to do it anyways. 
they ask you when your birthday is before they ask you like a random question be like oh you're a scorpio oh man i already know <laughs> or like <laughs> a random like horoscope people who are like i believe these horse like because of I'm like all right i already know i don't know i don't want to be in this relationship because you're bringing in a whole lot of assumptions and you don't even know me Dang. right you hate those kind of, i hate those kind of people man i won't even say women <laughs> Or, man, I remember being on Twitter back in the good old days, and people were like, never date somebody named uh, Jerome. Uh-uh. You just wait. know. I was like, what? Like, how do you, how? I, they used to be all type of randomness, like, oh, if, if their name starts with uh, an A, then, like, you know that that means this. I'm... All of these <laughs> random, all these random vague mm-hmm. actions, like... That could be applied to yeah. y'all ever scroll through those and oh, be yeah. like, <laughs> y'all ever scroll through those and be like, hmm, I don't match up with any of these <laughs> and be worried. Yeah, no, because I know it's I know it's fake. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I don't ever be worried that man, oh no. Cause some of them I have fallen out of yeah, No. It's like, is my name really Jerome? <laughs> yeah. Am I really am I is this me? <laughs> I I just remember one day like <laughs> I was reading one and they were like don't don't date somebody named Darius they're gonna cheat on you in the first six months and I was like huh what <laughs> yo <Yikes>. what <laughs> just like who <sighs> there has to be a group behind this like somebody who's writing these things maybe they've just gotten hurt am I crazy like this is this is real this happens though right what that people make these like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah. No, I definitely think about the um the horoscopes. Mm-hmm. That I I feel like I definitely identify with a lot of the character traits that they put for cancer. Oh, no. But like, I also I also feel that like people are human, so they're everything doesn't subscribe to everybody. You know, like sometimes all of these things are like deodorant. So just because it works <laughs> for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. <laughs> You may still be musty. Oh, that's so a good one. I've never heard of anything like that. That's deodorant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Dove or Secret or whomever, Old Spice may work for some people. And some people, it's got a, the opposite reaction. Or you got to switch it up in the summertime, you know what I'm saying? No. Or be how, <laughs> how the people were in middle school and just spray Axe all down the hall. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. That used to be the worst. People would come in from, like, not even just middle school, but high school. It, it goes crazy, man. I, I'll tell you, it's still like that. Be just spraying the locker room. At this point, it's just fragrant spray. Like... <laughs> right now, now it's I'm like, is there even any antiperspirant <laughs> in this? Like? This point, you didn't even put it under your arms. You just wanted to spray your locker. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I appreciate you guys, Thomas and Darius, coming on and just having this mm-hmm. conversation with me because I think it is important. <laughs> it's ongoing. Um, but yeah, guys, if you are tuning in, um, don't forget. Always follow me, follow my Instagram um, at God Girl and Mike on Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we will hear more from Darius and, and Thomas in the coming future.
Yeah, you guys can follow me at Thomas, like the herb, time, uh, t underscore t. You're not even Thomas, so that's interesting. <laughs> How do you know Thomas wanted it shouted out again? No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> And very quickly, guys, I wanted to mention that this is part one to a part two conversation with Darius and Thomas. So you'll get to hear more from my friends next week. So stay tuned. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another podcast um, of God, Girl, and a Mic. And remember that you can always find me on Instagram at God, Girl, and a Mic podcast. And you can also follow my personal account. My name's Yvette underscore. Um, you can feel free to DM me about your thoughts about the episode or just, hey, if you want to suggest a new podcast, I'm always down for that. I'm always brainstorming ideas. I love to hear um, feedback about the podcast as well. Remember that everybody is navigating relationships the best that we can and we are doing the best that we can. The more that we learn, the better that we can navigate them. See you guys next time. Bye.